Hey guys, this is Brad from Dallas Geek, and I'm here today with... OMG Cosplay. And... Carnation Cosplay. And we're here talking about their cosplay awesomeness. I've been following you guys for a little while now. You're pretty good, you know, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I gotta ask, how'd you guys get into the cosplay scene? So I've been cosplaying since I was 12 years old because my older sister wanted to go to an anime convention and my parents gave her the ultimatum of she could bring me or she could bring them. And she chose me and I've been cosplaying ever since. Yeah. Seems fair. Um, mine was because I reluctantly didn't do it for years because I was a huge nerd and I really wanted to do cosplay and uh, never did it until she was finally like, hey, you should do it. And I was like, you know, maybe I should. We'd been friends for years and she wanted to do it when we were first friends, but didn't feel like it was appropriate to ask. And so she waited years for me to ask her about it. And then she started cosplaying. That's fair. Real nervous. Real nervous energy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly the most natural thing to decide, hey, I want to dress up like a fictional character and go out in public. Yeah. Uh, and it's not Halloween, so, yeah, yeah no, I, I can definitely understand that. I mean, you guys do a lot of work together, and the thing that I find incredibly unique about you guys is you also do photography for each other as well. So was that something that you both had done before and just decided let's pull <laughs> this in or you just kind of figured it out because why not do it for each other? Neither of us had photography backgrounds coming into this and kind of the further we got in our cosplay quote unquote careers, uh, the more we realized that the convenience of having access to our own photos is really a make-it-or-break-it element of having a successful social media. And so I just invested in a redonkulously expensive camera. And honestly, it does all the work for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we like, accidentally were trying to take the worst photo for each other because we try to sabotage each other at every turn. And um, it always turns out it's the best photo we've ever taken, every time. And like, we can't take bad photos with it. it we've tried. I paid a lot of money to not take bad photos. <laughs> For your cosplay, I mean, you guys do a lot of like your own uh, costumes, costumes uh, that are quickly gotten. And then of course, I think probably your most popular is the Nerdwar stuff. <laughs> so what's your favorite kind of cosplay shoot to do? I mean, of all the options that you guys have gotten a chance to do. Memes. I really like doing memes. I looted Stuart Little and Jar Jar Binks. I've made life choices and I've had, like, they've turned out as the best photos I've ever taken. Yeah, I sh they shouldn't exist, but I'm really happy with them. Uh, that's kind of tough because I really enjoy shooting, like, the, the nerdwar-esque stuff. That stuff is really fun to shoot. Mm -hmm. But, of, of course, you always find that you are proudest of shooting costumes that you made by hand. So, while the actual act of shooting my Wonder Woman costume was deeply uncomfortable and painful every second of it, I was bleeding in, like, six places. I love looking at the pictures from that because I'm like, I did that. Damn me! <laughs> Wow! Nice. So it's not fun to shoot, but the fruits of your labor are worth it. Another thing that several of the cosplayers that we've talked to have had to deal with is when you're a cosplayer who's still in school, trying to balance the two can be a very, we'll say, special experience. Uh, 
So how hard do you guys find it to try to have any kind of normal life when you're trying to do this study and, you know, maybe sleep somewhere in between, have friends, whatever? Yeah, you just cut out sleep. You just yeah. don't sleep. Never yeah. sleep. Don't. Drink coffee. Coffee's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. don't ever sleep. Lose your absolute mind and uh, you get it all done. It works. So I'm currently in my last semester of my senior year of school. I'm a business major at UNT and they're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. I've written more in the last three months than I have my entire college career and I long for death. This is a call for help. <sighs> yeah, no, uh, so to answer your question, there is no balance. I, I long for death. Yep. Big, big thing for the cosplay community, especially for those of you that do this very regularly, Patreon. I know you definitely have one. You have one. Everybody has a different approach to how they treat their Patreon. Some do it as easy communication uh, for like early access to stuff for their fans. Others have it as, you know, a mini store of sorts. Yeah. So how do you guys use your Patreon and what do you like about it? Uh, she, she's got it because she just made her own website. So yeah. she's got a good I website. have Patreon and I have my own like specific website that I sell like individual sets and along with subscriptions similar to Patreon. But uh, my website can't change their entire banking system to another country, you know, just without me knowing. Throwing shade on Patreon. Yeah, um, so. Wow. Yeah, it made me real mad, so I just made my own, because I was upset. Uh, I'm sure. fueled by rage, entirely by rage. That's how I live my life. Team uh, chair. But yeah, it's more of like exclusive content. We go around, we do more fun things so that we have more just to post there. It's a, uh, they, I get to talk to those people a lot more too. So it gives me a lot more feedback from like what I'm doing, what people really want, stuff like that. So it's just, I, I think it's more effort, but lower stress, essentially. Got like, it. I like it. I've been doing Patreon for a fat minute. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually jumped on board considerably earlier than it became a trend in the community. And I got I got some serious heat from it. If if you think it's contentious now, good lord, should have seen it two years ago. Uh, so it's changed a lot for me in the time that I've done it. And it kind of started as a way to do more communication with with people on an individual level. And as it kept on growing, that stopped being a viable option because I can't have individual contact with several hundred people every single day. That's just sure. not sustainable. So it kind of has changed into a way to do like a monthly subscription service that will give them access to things off of the Patreon website. Like Snapchat is probably the most popular reward for every creator I know. Got it. And that is because like Snapchat is a considerably more intimate platform. So whenever I post stories, like I treat that shit like a video diary. My patrons <laughs> know way too much about me. Like the personal stuff that is not sexy. Oh yeah. So, like, well, you talked about that even in your uh, Instagram stories about how in-depth you've gone in your Snapchat, so. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is having that kind of dynamic with my patrons is really healthy for both of us. I find that I don't have a very high turnover rate like some people do at the end of each month because okay. a lot of the people who are on my Patreon are kind of there for the long haul. They didn't sign up just to see a specific photo set that I shot that month. They're there because they they want to be a part of the journey. They like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. They care about my my well-being. And so the fact that I've 
built a relationship with my patrons where I can talk about like crippling anxiety and depression <laughs> and how school's trying to kill me. I repeat, this is a call for help. Uh, like I can talk about that type of stuff with them and it doesn't scare them off where if I had built my persona among just being a sexy lady cosplayer, talk suddenly throwing in some deep depression stuff would be a little jarring. So it's really nice to have such an individual, an intimate relationship with my supporters. I mean, I can definitely see how that would be a beneficial thing, uh, because especially when you're in an area that is very visually based, it does have a tendency to, uh, we'll say, have a bit of detachment of like personalness uh, between the people that watch you versus you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can definitely see how that would be a good thing to be able to keep that connection that, hey, I am an actual person. Don't treat me like I'm not. Yeah, and I find that people really like that connection. Like, to oversimplify things, like, what we do is not porn, but porn is free. And so if you just want to see a very attractive person doing sexy times on the internet, there's a lot of websites for that. And if you want to have a sustainable financial relationship with someone, it needs to be more than just look at this body shaped in different positions in various locations with different wigs on. You you need to like foster a genuine relationship with people or like and people see through disingenuous shit. Yep. People's like meter for this person's trying to play me is a pretty pretty good. Like you you can tell when somebody's just trying to, to suckle money out of you. And so it's it's good to have an actual relationship with the people in your life that support you. Sure. Speaking of pictures and keeping that personal touch to it. Uh, one of the things that you both have mentioned multiple times on your Instagrams is how many of the pictures from your shoots you guys put up on your Patreons and how absurd it can get at some points. I mean, with the crazy, weird, funny stuff to the actual serious, you're, you're trying yeah. stuff. Was that part of a conscious decision on your part to continue to humanize yourselves? Or was that just, hey, I don't want to mess with these. I don't want to edit. Have fun with whichever ones you like. So whenever we post sets of like 200 300 we've gone through and taken out a lot of them <laughs> that's true like we take a ton of photos yeah. and we do it for a long time yeah we choose our favorite ones and it gets down to about 200 and then we do it and we don't edit photos like i'll edit like light and stuff like that like i'll edit contrast stuff like that yeah. but i don't i made a rule to not put my photos into photoshop i'll only use lightroom okay because i I have a problem with body dysmorphia, and I've had eating disorders and stuff like that. And I created my own body dysmorphia because I used to edit all of my photos to a point where it didn't look like me. Sure. And then I would look back on my photos and be like, wow, I thought I was big then, but I was very small. And I lost my mind, and I hated myself, so I stopped. Got it. Yeah, it's been fun. I can definitely see how that would be an issue. Yeah. Like, I come from a photography background, and Photoshop can be a wonderful tool, but it's very, very easy to start realizing yeah. I'm going a little too far with mm -hmm. the things I'm doing for editing just because I figured, why not, why not, and then you yeah. don't recognize the final product anymore. Yeah, I, And then it just loses its integrity yeah. as yeah. a photo. Yeah, I know it's a slippery slope, but I know I would fall down it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like even down to uh, the simple things like, hey, I want to try to clear up my skin, yeah. and you 
just and keep then going and keep going. Skin. Exactly. You look you look like a friggin' Barbie doll yep. in the worst way. Yep. So yeah, now I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Both of us have have suffered with eating disorders, which is something that we've been very open about on our Instagrams. And really, with if you've ever suffered a disorder like that, if you give it an inch, it takes a mile. And so. If you start photoshopping, it's just going to get worse and worse. And especially on Patreon, I used to to shop my pictures uh, because it makes you feel like people are paying for the Barbie experience. When people are paying specifically to see your body, like you better hope it's a good one. Sure. And so, after pretty much with the advent of us both getting into video editing, that was a real game changer for both of us because neither of us are sophisticated enough to edit our bodies in videos. I don't even yeah. know how you go about doing that. And so being in videos forced us to be, to really come to terms with how our bodies naturally look because we, we both really liked video editing and we yep. loved taking behind the scenes videos and our patrons loved it and it was it was great. And also with Snapchat, you, you cannot edit videos like that. And so once we became more and more comfortable with everything totally natural, it became so much easier. Sets that, like, industry standard for a Patreon set is anywhere from 15 to 50. There's a big variance in there. But at a photo shoot that we'll do, well, it'll be, like, four hours long because we don't know when to stop. Yeah. And we'll come out with 500 photos each. We get rid of some of the duplicates and blurry ones, and we're left with, like, 200 photos, which is considerably larger than industry standard. Mm -hmm. And we asked our patrons, we're like, hey, you want us to just, like, keep all this weird shit in? And they're like... Yes. If if yeah, either of they us love the weird post things without the weird shit, we would if he, we'd get riots. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely does seem like that's your personalities. I mean, online and even talking to you in person, that's that's kind of you. So. Oh we're yeah. Some weird dudes. Well, guys being dudes. It's it's funny. I've actually like in in my day, I've had people accuse me of like being hella weird as like a marketing shtick, and I'm like, wow, that was the least safe marketing shtick I could have gone with. Like, how could I have known that people were gonna really like the underside of my chin? <laughs> like, that was not a safe, of all the marketing ploys I could have gone with, this was not the safe one. Nice. Of course, uh, the last thing that we want to make sure that our viewers out there can know is if they want to look for you guys online, where can they find you? Instagram, OMG Cosplay, probably yeah. the easiest way. I also have a Facebook, but don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's abandoned. Yeah, I haven't posted on my Facebook in probably two years. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Carnation Cosplay. I also have a website. Mentioned that before. It's coming full circle. <laughs> I love your guys' work. I'm a big fan. You guys should be too, and if you're not already following both of them, fix that, like, now. Just links down in the description. Fix it. So, until next time, this is Brad with Dallas Geek saying, see ya.